How's the life of the retired international criminal? I like it here. It's quiet. Nice weather. And no extradition. So what are you doing here, cop? Last Tuesday, a team of highly coordinated drivers took down an entire military convoy in Russia. I don't do cold weather. I know it wasn't you. But you're gonna help me catch the team responsible. And you ain't gonna need that. You can't touch him, Hobbs. Got no I'm not problems. here to extradite anyone. You see, he's gonna come voluntarily. As a matter of fact, he's gonna beg me. Sunday, but this Sunday is different. Uh, Today is Easter Day for humans. But, you know, if people have been listening to the show, again, they have not, um, they would know that uh, I've recently joined the Duck Church, and in the Duck Church, today is not a celebratory day. Today is a day of um, fear and horror for in the Duck community, it is known as Geister, which is not a, a celebration, but more of a reflection on the history of geese becoming just certified psychopathic monsters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? They'll go after not just ducks, but humans as well. Yeah. I don't know what's not, why it's not a, a larger thing mm-hmm. uh, that affects more, more people and more people are not aware. Um, you know, there was like a, a, a statistic several years ago that really kind of uh, shocked a lot of people, I think, where they were talking about how 3,000 people a year are killed by hippos or something like that, you know? Do you know how many people die every year from geese-related no. violence? No, I don't. Hmm. It's a lot, okay? We don't okay. have a number yeah, yet because these numbers. are ducks. Yeah, they don't have fingers to write down facts mm. or press record on recorders, okay? But it's a lot. Right. It's a lot. It's a lot. Is it 3,000? I don't know. Maybe. Could, Could be, be more. Yeah. Likely less, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so today on Geister, if you would, just take a moment to reflect on all of the poor ducks that have been harassed. Not necessarily killed, uh, but, you know, like bothered mm. by geese because it's a problem, okay? Yeah. It's something that I... I'm going to take a stance here, okay? We have an election coming up in 2020. Whatever candidate chooses to stand up for the ducks and for humans as well and decides to to take a stand against this goose violence, yep. you got my vote. You know, I'm a pretty liberal guy, but, you know, <laughs> if it's a conservative... I, I, you know, you have my ear, mm-hmm. at the very least. You know, it's a problem. It's something it's, that needs to be addressed. It's a societal problem. 
you know, I think we can all relate to. Um, and this is a good day of remembrance to say, fuck geese, you know, mm-hmm. basically. Um, so I'm with you. I stand in solidarity. Okay. Thank um, you. Uh, I, uh, I feel that if there are any, like, geese lovers listening or, or actual geese, if you happen to, you know, you got a, an iPhone and uh, you're out there listening to us. Um, they, you know what? They probably do have an iPhone because they fucking stole it because all geese what? are bad. Geese lives don't matter. <laughs> wow. You said it. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, I, that was, that's pretty harsh, but uh, mm-hmm. I'm new to the, the cause. But um, maybe that's where we need to take it. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, you know what? Yeah. Put your wings in the air. You know, in solidarity for our duck brothers and sisters and, you know, gender fluid, you know, whatever. They, yep, it's, sure. it's part of their community yeah. as well. OK, mm-hmm. so just just remember, you know, you know, I usually like to have a bigger group involved with this. Um, and maybe this can be sort of like a Peter Pan thing where everybody claps at home to, like, you know, wake up Tinkerbell. Um, mm-hmm. But if we can get a quack, quack, quack going, Mighty Duck yeah, style, yeah. you know, just yeah. quack. Quack, 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 That might have been stupid. And the video paused during it. So who knows how that's going to turn out. It turned out great. But everybody needs a chant. That's it. Parades. Geester. You guys heard it here first. Mm-hmm. Go ducks, fuck geese. Yep. We got it. We're all on the same page. So even though today is a uh, uh, a tumultuous day for for me and the the duck community, and mm-hmm. again all of us, um, you earlier this week um, went through some heartbreak, um, mm. and uh, I, I thought it's important it? to address it um, mm. on on the podcast uh, earlier. Uh, I think it was Monday of this week. You had texted our. Uh, friends group, which is you and I, uh, of course, uh, yeah. and then both of our wives, um, a a picture that was shocking, disgusting, and again, uh, a politician needs to step up and do something about it. But you sent us a picture of a soda fountain mm. that included not only Diet Dr. Pepper, but next to it, was not the main Dr. Pepper flavor itself, but Pib Extra. It's fucked up. Steven, are you okay? Well, okay. I have to clarify. I think, uh, uh, I think Amanda actually sent that. She was the one that found it. And I had responded that I was upset about it afterwards. Oh, okay. So it really affected her more. She was the one looking for the Dr. Pepper. Um, I just, I am almost as, con- just as confused as I am enraged by the okay. fact yeah. that they would have diet Dr Pepper but not regular Dr Pepper like I don't I don't understand the world that we're living in this is this is that's I, no that's representative of 2019 right there that those uh-huh. would be side by side like what yeah. the hell what what is going on does a goose run this establishment what's happening you know a lot of people are saying a lot of people are telling me mm-hmm. that geese make Mr Pib 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 extra the whole Pib family wow so that, I mean, that don't look it up. Sense. It's just take my word for it. <laughs> Again, just follow what I say blindly. We don't have any facts or stats with us right now. No. But, like, we're pretty sure about it, so. Mm-hmm. 
Anything to the contrary is just simply fake news. So don't yeah. even don't even fuck with it. <laughs> nope. Don't have to look it up. Nope. Just trust us because we're uh, we're good for it. Yep. Absolutely. This this podcast could have been called the moment of truth. Mm-hmm. Bringing knowledge to your face holes. That's right. Full title. Yeah. Um, and it's not. Yeah. But it could have been. So. Alternate name. Conspiracy theory. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be that type of show. <laughs> we did, we did, you know, kind of go into that realm recently, right? With uh, conspiracy theories and, um, God, there's something else recently. It was kind of like we wanted to get into like the true crime genre. So maybe this show's like transitioning right now. I don't know. It could be, you know? Yep. I think we're all transitioning, you know? Again, it's 2019. Wow. Let's just let it happen. That really kind of hit just me. L- just just let it take over you know yep so but uh hey anyway so on today's show (laughs) should we start (laughs) oh are we recording (laughs) damn it i always forget about that it's a weird morning the geese are out it's fucking my shit up i'm not i don't know it's just happy geester um hide your wife hide your kids (laughs) The geese are coming for him. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we got yeah. to build, build that dome. <laughs> Keep the geese out? Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. What if, okay. oh man. I'm going to make Santa Claus pay for it. Damn straight. Man, mm-hmm. you, you are full of good ideas today. I, look, I've been speaking with the Duck Council Mm-hmm. Uh, for quite a while, extensively about this issue, and we're just spitballing ideas. Yep. Do any of them make sense? No. Nope. No. No. Of course not. No. They're ducks. You know. Fuck that they know. But mm-hmm. ideas are progress, I guess. You know. Yep. I I heard a quote once. It was like, "I ideas are cogs in the wheel of motion." So I don't know quotes, mm-hmm. but like that makes sense. So anyway, mm-hmm. you're doing yeah. good things. Basically, is what yeah. I get at. So. Yeah. Got it? Cool. Well, quack, quack. as Brent says, <laughs> we're doing it. I'm Steven. Oh, Steven the Fast. It's back in there. Steven the Fast Fisher. Gotta get jumped up, pumped up. <laughs> and you froze, which is cool. <laughs> that, 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 uh, that threw you off a little bit, but yes, I'm uh, Brent the... You know what? I am Brent the Furious Hibbert today, oh, you know? Shit. These fucking geese. These fucking geese, yep. you know? Who the hell do they think they are? Some type of... Avian terrorists is what they are. Wow. You said it. Yeah. You said it, brother. Yeah. They don't get to come into this country anymore. You know what? <laughs> Banned. I bet there's some, like, nice geese out there that are like, oh, I've been trying to be nice. But don't listen to them. They're fucked up. They're going to come mm-hmm. for you when you least expect Absolutely. it. That's Absolutely. Absolutely. All of them. All of them with I think our blood. We, I think we can all get behind this, though. Mm-hmm. I think this is like, this is a, a rallying cry, a united front in America, at mm-hmm. least. Maybe the world. This is what's going to bring yeah. the world together. I thought it was going to be an alien invasion that might bring us all together finally. Geese. They were here the whole time. Who's to say they're not aliens, okay? Have they you ever seen a, a goose uh, being born? No. No? No, because they get beamed down to our planet. Mm. Mm-hmm. Think about, think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Th- 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 think about it. Okay. So they look like ducks, but like fucked up. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like an alien species was trying to make a duck, and they were like, "Well, like here's the best we got. Like, why is this neck so long? I don't mm. know, dude. 
Like, let's just fucking invade this planet. So they'll never know. So they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They'll be like, they're close enough. They'll never notice. Yeah. They just, some aliens flew to our flat shaped disc in the sky, landed on one side of it, dropped those geese down. You remember in the first minute in black where, um, the, uh, there's like a farm where Vincent D'Onofrio gets mm. eaten by an alien sure. and then the alien wears its skin and it's just like it's off it's off looking yep. you know that's that's what geese are they're the mm-hmm. Edgars of ducks nice mm-hmm. you call that man now that I think about it they are like mm-hmm. what's going on there you know so mm-hmm. like whenever you hear a goose honk like whether it's flying over the the over your house you know planning like a bombing raid sure. or if it's you know near a pond and you hear it like honk, if you listen closely <laughs> if you listen closely it's really saying i'm looking for a cat <laughs> so i think uh that'll come that impression will come through well in the podcast but once again i don't want to record the video of this neither brit and i uh have you know video worthy faces but uh but and we don't want to be on on, on the YouTube's. But no. damn, that was a good impression. You did the whole neck scrunching thing. Mm-hmm. It really looked like you yeah. were wearing someone else's like skin. Mm-hmm. Good job. Uh, what is the uh, what's the other thing geese say? Oh yeah, uh, sometimes they'll go into a diner, and uh, the lady will come out. She'll be like, "Hi, hi, sugar. What can I get you to drink?" And uh, the goose is like, "I, I want sugar and water." So, that's how you know. Yep. The Edgar of Ducks. There you We're go. We're all on board. Yep. Um, it's pretty fucked up. It's pretty fucked mm-hmm. up, basically. But Yeah. So, anyway, today, <laughs> welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff. Today's show topic is Fast and Furious 6 from 2013. It's the first Fast and Furious movie post The Avengers. So, oh, okay. You know. Mm-hmm. I guess, uh, when did... When did Fast Five come out? I think it was like 2011. Yeah. When did right? they, so it was, oh, in 2012 was the Avengers? Is that right? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So and This was 2013. Yeah, this is the... Yeah, this is like uh, their Avengers Age of Ultron, if you will. Mm. Now, before we jump into Fast and Furious talk, let's uh, let's go to the mini-topic discussion with War of the Realms number two Fuck that came yes. out this week for Marvel Comics. And... Uh, I will take that fuck yes to mean that you have read it, and thus we are discussing it on the show. Oh, I thought we were reading it live. We're not doing oh, that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just start reading the cover. It's like this the is, little <laughs> cover sigils. This is how everybody wants to read comics. All right, so we uh-huh. got uh, we got one panel here. Um, that's what we got going on in this panel. We got these words. So, always start from upper left, <laughs> read down to the bottom right. <laughs> in the, the panel description. Um one thing I want to to mention uh, that I forgot to mention last time, uh, but wanted to bring up is uh, the logo of War of the Realms is designed by Patrick Mag- uh, McGrath, um, and uh, he designed the realm symbols as well. So uh, Ooh, cool. the the logo that's on the front cover and then the little like symbols around it are mm-hmm. uh, are designed by uh, Patrick, and um, it's significant because I saw on. Uh, was it the end of this issue, or maybe it was something else? I read it somewhere where uh, Jason sure. Aaron and uh, one of the Marvel guys they got tattoos of a, a couple of the symbols on oh, their cool. arms. So I thought that was a kind of a they're, cool thing. They're there. pretty and, cool looking. Yeah. 
Yeah, I like them quite a bit. Um, and uh, yeah, so again, uh, War of the Realms number two, Jason Aaron wrote it, uh, illustrated by Russell Dowderman with Matthew Wilson on colors. And then uh, Joe Sabino, um, who did the lettering this time. Luckily, he didn't show up at my house with a pipe wrench for uh, doing a, a, a horribly offensive Italian accent last time. But uh, <laughs> it's probably just around the corner for me. Yeah. Uh, my time is almost up. So, you know. <laughs> We'll, we'll just make do with it. Um, so kind of the, the long story short of this one is that uh, the War of the Realms is is taking place on Midgard. So a lot of invaders from other realms have uh, flooded through. Um, at this point in, in this issue, we see it happening in, uh, in um, uh, New York. Um, and Ooh. it opens up with uh, Doctor Strange, uh, his is a sanctum in New York. There is being flooded by people trying to get in for a sanctuary. Um, and then as it goes through the, the issue, we see the, the hero is fighting the different, um, frost giants and the like fire beings and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And, uh, eventually Dr. Strange is able to, um, whisk everyone away. And, uh, the majority of, I guess the population of New York shows up at the Avengers mountain and that giant, celestial body and uh then the the issue ends uh or towards the end of it um we can see how the different groups of the the heroes that show up in avengers mountain are being split off and to go do different things for different reasons and uh the issue ends with a a death here so um let's get into it let's get into it steven so right. what did you think of this this issue was it uh as enjoyable as the first yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I really like this the way the series is going. Um, they have it's drawn and like color really like just interestingly. Um, it's mm -hmm. very um, like again. I, I feel like it has a very like cinematic quality to it. Uh, this whole storyline and everything. So it's just very like huge in scope and very uh, interesting, especially because I think for me, um, you know, over time the Avengers have grown in the movie you know, realm. Like if you look at the Avengers first movie, and I think we've talked about this on the show before about the number of characters involved, like leading up to like Endgame or, in, you know, Infinity War that we've already seen where it's like so many people involved. Um, it's hard to kind of like bring all those characters together. I, I also have brought up, um, not, I'm not sure how uh, like the X-Men might filter into the MCU now that Disney owns Fox because it just seems mm -hmm. like there's too many people, but they really make it work on the comic page at least you know yeah. with all these characters mm -hmm. like wolverine gets brought into the fight in this one um as does the the punisher um and maybe yeah. two other characters and stuff and it's still mm -hmm. just like really cool to see everybody like do their own shit and there's like so much going on in the world that they're invading all of these different cities and we're we're mostly focused on manhattan in this one but uh towards the end of it you know they they talk about like um london and Sydney and like Hong Kong, all these different places, whatever, being invaded by different creatures, and there's just so much going on that you need kind of everybody at the at the help. Um, at the help. Yeah. But um, but yeah, so uh, I thought it was pretty epic. I really dug that. Yeah, absolutely. And there was something that happened in this issue that I thought they were going to save for a later issue mm. that uh, that surprised me. Um, but real quick, uh, going back to the uh, the Wolverine and Punisher thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was one of my favorite things. Um, like in the preview pages, if you look on Comixology, it typically gives you like the first two or three pages just to give you Ooh. an idea of what, like what's going on in the issue or um, see if you want to buy it or whatever. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, 
So in this, it has a uh, a, a shot of uh, the. Well, I guess the, the page is the um, the Punisher is just like taking out all of these different dark elves and everything. There's the one that's getting ready to sneak up behind him. But then you see these claws burst through its chest and it's uh, revealed that it's Wolverine. And uh, uh, the Punisher is like, Wolverine, heard you were dead. And then Wolverine says, nah, just really drunk for a long time. <laughs> how, are, <laughs> how are things with you, Frank? And then uh, Punisher's like, I'm reloaded. And uh, Wolverine's like, right, good catching up. And then they just like immediately jump back into kicking ass and, uh, you know, killing all these dark elves and everything. So it's very much a, a scene of two men, a few words yep. that are just out to uh, to kick ass. And uh, it's just a, a fun interaction that, that you don't get to see in the movies mm-hmm. at this point, you know, sure. maybe later down the road. But yeah, just a, a, a cool thing there. Yeah, I, I think that there's a lot of comedy again in this one. Um, there's some scenes mm-hmm. with Spider-Man. And it's funny to see Spider-Man, who's such, you know, a neighborhood uh, hero, basically. And I like whenever mm-hmm. you see him go against, like, gods, essentially, or, or something yeah. much grander in scope. Um, and he's still just the same Spidey that we know and love and makes those quips yeah. and everything. And they, they're like, quit jumping around, you fuck. Like, stop. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I really still can feel, like, uh, the dialogue for him in particular. Uh, and Tony has a few lines, again, kind of like flirty lines where he's like, uh, the the Valkyrie come in and they're like on winged horses and stuff and he's like this is what heaven looks like whatever I'm, I'll join the your your religion like right now and everything um, right. they make these like little quips that I think are like movie worthy basically in, in my mind yeah. um, not to say that comics aren't aren't a great art unto themselves but there's there's something there in my head that definitely is a uh, could it be like could it be in the movie though would it be good enough and there's some shit in this book that i'm like this is fucking awesome like i don't know (laughs) where we'll go eventually with the mcu but like if this is where we're headed someday i'm like okay let's do this so (laughs) well the the scene of captain america going up like he's like running up a flight of stairs in a building and then it shows him like jumping out of the building shield first into the face of one of these frost giants Mm -hmm. and then you could see like as the page progresses the Frost Giant's feet is like, you can see that it's like getting ready to stumble backwards, and then Cap lands on a car, and then he's like, "Okay, find me another one. I gotta, I gotta do this again." Yeah. So Captain <laughs> yeah. America's, uh, like, he's he's powered. He's stronger than the the average human or sure. whatever, thanks to the like serum in him. But still, he's just like a guy with a shield. He doesn't. Yeah. He, he's almost like a like a bullet flying at these dudes' yeah. heads and uh, or these Frost Giant's heads, and I don't know. It's uh, it's pretty cool, um, and. So, uh, evidently, this guy named uh, Dario Agar, who is the head of Roxxon, who's like an evil corporation in the Marvel Universe, and I think they get name-dropped in, in the MCU somewhere. I think maybe it's in, like, yeah. Thor or something like that. I thought there's something about the, like, Roxxon oil or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel like there's something in the movies about that, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, Marvel's BP, almost. Sure. Uh, sure. <laughs> But uh, slightly less evil. No, 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 no. Um, so <laughs> this guy, he, um, this is probably the first time you're, you're seeing him in here because I don't think, yeah, he hasn't shown up in, in Avengers, but um, he's the, the head of that company, but he's also like a minotaur. Like he turns into a minotaur. Um, he's been a, a recurring uh, villain in the main Thor series for a while, but um, in this, he's, he's able to somehow block communications through... Mm-hmm. Um, through like Wakanda and pretty much everywhere else. So um, they, the Avengers kind of get fucked on, on that end of calling in reinforcements and all that. So we're being able to teleport to and from 
um, using the, the celestial mountain that they live in. Um, the scene I was talking about with that I was expecting to play out later in the series uh, that happens in this one is, yeah, like you were saying, the Valkyrie coming in, but with Odin leading them. And mm-hmm. I thought, okay, so maybe Odin is dead, but like he'll probably come back or whatever. Sure. He, he does, but he gets fucked up in this issue mm-hmm. and like he gets hit with a uh, a club by uh, Lofi, I think, like Loki's dad. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. Um, yeah. Whom I forgot to mention, uh, he is the, the frost giant that ate and killed Loki in the previous issue. So he was killed by his own dad. It's hard way so, to go. Patricide. Read comics, kids. <laughs> it's a good time. <laughs> Family entertainment. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, he, he uh, punches Odin in the mush. And uh, so... He is one of the characters that shows up at Avengers Mountain, and uh, he's injured pretty badly, and uh, that's where they decide to divvy up and have, you know, different characters go on different missions to do different things. And I bet that's a lot of the, like, side books that Mm -hmm. are solicited in this. Like, if you want to see Captain Marvel gather, you know, uh, like, military forces or whatever, you know, go read this book to follow that story. But I don't know that it's going to be necessary to enjoy the main series. So I'm not going to mess with that. So I'm just reading this and the Avengers issues. Um, So, yeah, we'll we'll be able to to piece it together here. Um, And uh, yeah, so pretty much all of the characters that we saw battling in New York made it back to Avengers Mountain. But uh, there is one main leftover, uh, which is... um, I think her name is fuck. <laughs> what is her name? Is it Hildegard or maybe is it uh, Brunhild maybe? Yes, Brun Brunhild. Okay. Yeah. So she is left in uh, New York and she is the the main like Valkyrie character. So when um they were announcing the the casting of Thor Ragnarok and they said um Valkyrie's going to be in it. I don't know if they had a casting announcement in there yet. But um this is the character that we were thinking it was going to be, mm. but it ended up being um, like Tessa Thompson's character, mm-hmm. which is evidently a different character than this one, just based on okay. uh, a different comic that came out a while back. But um, altogether, they're like Valkyries as a title, whatever, mm. whatever the case. Fuck it. Um, anyway, she's uh, kicking a bunch of ass in New York and she's standing on a body of the uh, the fallen uh, caused by her then all of a sudden she gets uh, stabbed through the chest by Malekith and uh, then it appears to be mm. that uh, she gets beheaded since Malekith is standing behind her with a, a sword ready to uh, yeah. hack and slash there so again yeah that's good for the kids <laughs> check it out look there's a lot of hot pinks involved it's fine and <clears throat> a lot of times like comic books are you know they're they're like fantastical. They might they're violent maybe, but you know like there's not a, a ton of like blood in like these. Uh, but th- this book like Odin back on here whenever he's like back, uh, they're like trying to tr- try to get him to get him to go into the Odin sleep so he can recover mm-hmm. from being smashed. Like he's covered in blood. And then this scene that you're talking about, like she's definitely stabbed through the chest with a glowing sword. And then there's like a, one of those cool like you said the lettering that the, the artist draws where it's like shook. And it's just mm-hmm. all red and splattery, and there's like a, a sword kind of in the 
in the mix of that that you can tell like yeah she was definitely decapitated just now they yep. really they mm-hmm. really go there and uh and it looks pretty badass gotta say mm-hmm. absolutely um one thing i want to go back to is you were talking about how uh Tony Stark reacted to the Valkyrie showing up, you know, all these uh, hot warrior women showing up. Um, and he says, holy Pegasus, if this is what heaven looks like, I'm converting tomorrow. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's funny for um, just like on a surface level, but also Tony Stark is a uh, um, an avowed atheist. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know what? If this happened, hell yeah, I do the same <laughs> thing. You know, <laughs> I'm down. I get it, man. I get it. And then also I wanted, I wanted to mention that, um, the issue ends not with a, to be continued. So when like the head chop thing happens, it just like goes on to, you know, next in two weeks, the quest for Thor. Um, so it, it was almost shocking in that, like, that's the exact end of the, the book here. Um, I was expecting to, Mm. to see, uh, you know, something else as it didn't say to be continued, but, uh, the page and the issue ends with a caption that says, no God is listening. Mm. And uh, also, Jason Aaron, the writer of this book, also an atheist. So oh, okay, there you go. We should probably just stop reading. Uh, and <laughs> <You're> just, like, <laughs> <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is confirmation. What if, uh, I think the hero of this story, I'm going to make a... I, I, I'm going to make a... Uh, Prediction? A word. What's it? <laughs> Prediction? There you go. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't want to tip me well. A I'm going to make a, a prediction that uh-huh. the uh, the real hero of the story is going to be uh, Carl Winslow. You know, uh, they're oh, going to find fuck. out. Did you see did you see the solicitations for I'm Carl sorry. Winslow? <laughs> Savior of the universe. Number one. God damn it. Comes out in July. That's All the right. one. That's the one offshoot. I'm really going to have to get into because I, I really want to know that that backstory. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's funny that that uh, that you mentioned that because like there's a weird. A weird thing that happened in the uh, the world of comics earlier this week, maybe it's last week, whatever the case. Um, so Loki died in the previous issue, right? And then the solicitations for uh, comics coming out in, I guess, June or July uh, came out. And there's a new Loki series that starts in oh, yeah. <laughs> that month. And it's like, wow, he, he his body's not even cold yet, despite being eaten by a frost giant. Okay, you know what? I misspoke. I take it back. Uh, but he's already, like, coming back. And I was like, oh, come on. This is, like, this is weird. Like, you're kind of stepping on your own thing that he's going to come back. But then I read the newest issue of Thor. Yeah. And then Loki is in that book. Like, it's after him dying. And it's kind of him. It's almost like a, um, uh, uh, man, what's that Charles Dickens book with, um, Scrooge. <laughs> what is what's the name of that book? The Christmas Carol. Yeah, Christmas Carol. Uh, yeah, there we yeah. go. It's almost like that because he gets visited by uh, the ghosts of uh, Loki, past, present, and future. Oh, okay. And um, like the the issue ends with him like being mangled up and being digested in the frost giant's stomach acid, oh, cool. or I guess his father's stomach acid. Mm-hmm. So he's still kind of alive it's it's tricky when it comes to gods dying because they just kind of end up going to a different realm or whatever Mm. even though i guess hell is destroyed at this point i don't know you know what i try not to think about it too much because it's just gonna make my (laughs) nose bleed but you know he's he's still around in some way shape or form and will be coming back soon so yeah Um, there's that it's kind of i mean it's kind of like uh 
Spider-Man Far From Home coming out, I guess we don't really know where it is mm-hmm. in the timeline, but currently, you know, Spider-Man's dead in the MCU, and mm-hmm. uh, but he's got a movie coming up this summer, so it's like, we know something's going down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Flo Rida said. It's going down for real. <laughs> I did want to say on the uh, next in two weeks, the quest for Thor. Um, mm-hmm. When I first saw this, it's, so it's like a picture of the frost giants like walking in the snow, and then there's like a little rock face and <clears throat> our heroes. <clears throat> wow, that came mm-hmm. out of nowhere. Our wow. heroes, <laughs> our heroes are uh, kind of crouched below that, and uh, notably, what I what I first noticed was that uh, Captain America is wearing a Captain America coat. Basically, yeah. Which I thought mm-hmm. was fun. Uh, he got it at Old Navy. <laughs> the star, yeah, it really works. Um, and uh, it's just kind of funny. Like uh, you got like Wolverine, uh, Iron Fist, Captain America, uh, Luke Cage, and Spider Man looking like he's wearing one of the uh, helmets out of the Thor <laughs> yeah. uh, books. Um, yeah. But anyway, I had so focused on that. Whenever you were talking, I was looking at this page, and I actually hadn't even seen that the Frost Giant is just carrying Thor in his hand. Oh, and yeah. he, he looks just kind of like he's like passed out or something. And it, it, I had this vision of this. He looks like a toy. Like it's almost like they're not giants, but they it, it almost looks like this is actually a toy story type of universe mm-hmm. where the, the heroes are actually toys in the toy box. And they're trying to get Thor back their toy from a, a blue human, you know, an ice giant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just yeah. think that that could take it into a whole nother level there. Just a different imagining of a. Uh, what the world they're living in is actually encapsulated in a, a bigger world and the giants are not actually giants at all they're just us yeah that's true that's true um that's a good point i guess that would make sense because you said or uh, on the last episode um you had played some music when we started talking about this from the mm-hmm. um there's some music that was uh created for the series or mm-hmm. maybe for the the first issue sure where it it's was like, a like theme um, for war of the realms yeah yeah, yeah, it was like a, a score mm-hmm. uh, by like an orchestra or whatever, um, and that was for that issue. And I guess that makes sense that the uh, the song for for this issue was. You got a friend in me. <laughs> you got a friend in me. It really ups you know? the, the tension when you read the book. Yeah, and you have yeah, it on. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm with yeah. you. <laughs> Especially when she gets beheaded. It's a, it really oh, yeah. packs a punch. It's the seeing that and hearing that music. The the juxtaposition. It's the juxtaposition. Pretty, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. pretty good. Juxtaposition. <laughs> juxtaposition. Jinx. <laughs> Not one of those again. Damn it. <laughs> That's like the eighth time this this year. <laughs> We're only in April. It's crazy. Oh, happens all the time. All right. Um, anything else on Where the Realms? No, I, I liked the book. Uh, I'm excited to see where this goes. It's been uh, it's, pre- it's pretty epic. It's really a lot of fun. I like it. Oh, it is at the <laughs> it is at the end of this issue where it shows that uh, Jason Aaron and uh, the Ryan Panagos of Marvel, uh, who hosts the uh, This Week in Marvel podcast, they got not matching uh, Where the Realms tattoos, oh. but different different sigil uh, tattoos there. So. I, was awesome. I saw that in there. I didn't read it. I just thought that was two fans. And I was like, all right, cool. And I just kept going because <laughs> I'm not really into tattoos. And uh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're cool to look at sometimes, but I don't, you know, I don't have any. So uh, that's really funny, though. I didn't realize. Yeah. That's, yeah, much cooler. Just some stupid fans. Who cares about fans? What if you had a tattoo and you didn't realize it? 
like like what if it was marks. on your yeah like what if it was like on your back or something like in a weird <laughs> spot that you never <laughs> like you don't think to look at it just occurred to me hmm. amanda is like i i just thought you knew you had a tramp stamp I, I just thought we had an agreement not to talk about it. Just a silent agreement. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, man. All right. So that was where the realms will get to issue three, evidently in a couple of weeks. But um, mm-hmm. and I think Avengers, like the next Avengers issue comes out next week. But honestly, I don't know if we're going to have time to talk about it next week oh my uh, God. because of uh, the, the subject of our next show. Yeah. But we'll get into that later. Uh-huh. We'll get into it later. I was about to. But yeah, you're, you're right. You're yeah. Right. Yeah. Let's say excited. It. Steven, let's save it for the show. Okay. That we're currently recording. Yeah, um, yeah. So let's go ahead and uh, jump over in cars <laughs> to <laughs> yeah. nail out of cars, uh, <laughs> flying through the air for, between cars. It's all good. Yeah. Uh, let's cross that bridge in a tank to Fast <laughs> and Furious 6, mm-hmm. alter, alternately known in the film itself as <laughs> Furious 6. <laughs> In the title sequence, what is the name oh, of this movie? I yeah. don't know. It's weird. They, and, just, they can't. They can't make up their mind. And online it says alternatively known as Furious Six or Fast Six. So yeah. they really don't know what they're doing. Mm-mm. Interesting. No. Nope. Nope. Maybe that's like a uh, by the fans thing. Yeah. Where it's like, oh yeah, Fast One, Two, Three, Four. Yeah, yeah. Five, fast six. Five, and then yeah, yeah. Kept going with it. That makes sense. It's all good. Could we be. know what they're Could talking be. about. Yeah, whatever. Do you have the cast and crew pulled up for this film, The I, Cinematic Journey? I do indeed. So this one, again, was uh, directed by Justin Lin, who has done them since three. So he did three, four, five, and six. Mm-hmm. And that's something I want to kind of get into because I feel like all of those films were directed by different people. Like you can see some, some threads of his style in there, but they are wildly different from each other. Uh, and their yeah. tone... And just everything. It's really interesting to uh, to see that he was involved in that again. It was uh, yeah. also again written by Chris Morgan, who uh, I believe has written a, a bunch of these uh, as well. Um, returning in the cast, we have Vin Diesel, uh, Paul Walker, Dwayne Johnson back from Fast Five. Michelle Rodriguez is back, which we discussed was a uh, an in credit scene that she was alive and uh, she's in Fast Five. Yeah, yeah. Fast Five. She's a big role in this one. Uh, Jordana Brewster as well. Uh, I don't know the little. Little Tyke's name, but uh, Paul Walker and Jordana Brewster's characters have a baby in this one, so we got a new little guy. Um, Jack. There you go. Totally forgot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Tyrese, Ludacris, um, Sung Kang, Luke Evans is the uh, the new villain in this. Uh, Gina mm-hmm. Carano, who is the uh, like Hobbs. Is that yeah? Hobbs is a uh, new like sidekick, um, and then uh, John Ortiz. Mm-hmm. I don't really know that place, but uh, oh yeah, oh he's that's he, kind of a he's secret. Back. That's right. Uh, yeah. Maybe I should have done that, but uh, I didn't know. I didn't watch the trailers for this, right? So that mm-hmm. again, for people that uh, are listening at home, I'm not a huge Fast and Furious uh, franchise fan. Brent is, so uh, it's been kind of fascinating to watch these years later. Like this is crazy. This came out in 2013, and I have two more movies that are already out that I <laughs> like wasn't a part of any of this, right? So I don't remember the yeah. trailers. I didn't watch a new one. I don't know what might have been like spoiled or not, but uh, but yeah, he is he is back as Braga briefly in this film, which uh, really surprised me that they brought him back. Um, mm-hmm. And also, it wasn't listed on that main thing, but uh, I definitely want to mention Gal Gadot as Giselle. And uh, I'm looking. Oh, I guess uh, I did mention his name for uh, for Han. 
Uh, oh yeah, Song Kang. Yeah, yeah you said excellent, mm-hmm. excellent. Yeah, I just make sure to get them because they're two of my favorites in the in the series now for sure. So, yep, yep, that is one hundred percent for certain. Uh, <laughs> and, and we should go yeah. ahead and say that you know just spoilers from this point forward. Uh, okay. I'll, actually, you know, spoilers from two minutes ago. Sure. Forward. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. cool. Easier. We're covered. Yeah. We're covered. Look, <laughs> we this movie it. came out in twenty thirteen. You know, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know what it Fair is. Enough. Um, so. The, the plot of this movie is um, Letty's back and the crew gets together again because Lucas Hobb wants to um, stop this other group of people that are stealing these secrets in London with cars. Mm-hmm. And uh, he knows a, a group of people that can do that. So um, he hires them to get together uh, and it turns out Letty is part of that crew so there's some um, there's a some, some personal stakes in there for Ooh. Dom specifically and uh, yeah so that's that's pretty much the plot of it like again it's yeah. Fast and Furious it's not Shakespeare you know mm-hmm. it should be but um, it's not Shakespeare's not Fast and Furious you know what I'm saying oh my god holy yeah. shit turn that on its hold head. on hold on <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to uh, fiddle with my mic here to uh, mm. to take it off its base and drop it, but just, oh, yeah. just pretend like the mic was dropped yeah. at that point. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's not exactly highbrow entertainment, uh, or uh, mm. yeah, it's hard to say that even. It's not highbrow. Uh, it's not literature at all, but that kind of uh, realm. It's not a it's not a film as much as a movie, if you mm-hmm. will. Um, but uh, but damn yeah, it really goes for for that uh, popcorn movie. They really, they. It's funny because in the last film, it's like you know Brian and Mia were were gonna they were pregnant, they're gonna have a, a baby. This film starts off sort of like the end of uh, Fast Five, where they're they mm-hmm. talk about racing each other, and this one it starts off and it looks like. Uh, Dom and Brian are racing each other, but then they're really racing to the hospital to get to me and stuff. And <laughs> yeah. um, I, I noticed from that moment on, uh, I was like, all right, this one's a little, um, I, I, I'm hesitant to use the word cheesy, but like it's a little cheesier. It's a little more on the nose. It's very, mm-hmm. uh, when I read about it, it, the perfect wording for it is it's self-aware. This one uh, almost at parts to me uh, transitioned into like a spoof of its own self its own series mm-hmm. um, where Fast Five I felt was like almost like a serious version of a transition for this movie uh, to become more of the heist movies again than this like car racing movies this one like I would I would note something and it'd be kind of like oh that's kind of on the nose and kind of funny that they like did that like cheesy aspect and then yeah. Tyrese would make a joke about that and call it out. Yeah. And I was like, wow, yes, they are, they are very aware of what the <laughs> series is. But they really went for it, so it becomes fun yeah. that way. Yeah. So when you had mentioned earlier that it was, it's odd that Justin Lin directed all of these, or mm. from three through this one at least, yeah. um, and it feels like they're all different directors or whatever, I had that same thought about this movie in particular. Okay. And... Mm-hmm. Let me let me say this. So when I was watching this movie, I've only seen this once before. So Ooh. last night was my second viewing of it. As I was watching this movie, I was like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if I'm just like in a weird mood or what. But like as I was watching it, I was like a little bit bored with it. I'm so glad you said that. Yeah, OK. <laughs> <laughs> I was hesitant. But yes, I was bored. 
Yeah, yeah. Like, there was a good chunk of this movie points. where it was, like, it's boring. Like, the beginning thing with, uh, like, uh, with Dom and, and Brian racing to the hospital, mm. it's it's kind of fun, but it's not... I, I guess it doesn't scratch that, that itch sure. that I want. Yeah, like, it looks pretty, but there's not a yeah. lot going on. It's not, like, super, like, unique to the series. Yeah. Yeah. It's over, like, pretty quick. Pretty mm-hmm. fast. Not quite mm. furious. Um... It lacks and the furiousness it needs, yeah. It really lacks the furiousness. Yeah. Um, and honestly, like, as I was like, <laughs> I kept checking uh, my, my, uh, the, the time that was left on this movie mm-hmm. just to see, like, how much, how much more of this we got? <laughs> like, <laughs> how much more is going on here? Um, because it's just, like, it really is a little bit of a slog to get through. And it feels like after they leave England, Mm-hmm. And you've only got a scant 40 minutes left in this movie. That's when it kind of picks up for me. Uh-huh. Um, okay. I don't know if you had the, the same feeling, but like from the <laughs> from the tank scene on, I was like, mm-hmm. OK, this feels a little more like Fast and Furious to me, mm-hmm. which is a weird thing to say. Like if if, you, if you'd only seen the first movie and you're like, yeah, the part where the tank comes in and then yeah. they have to <laughs> essentially fight an airplane. <laughs> Yeah, that feels a little more Fast oh, and Furious yeah, to me. Totally. Like, what? What are you talking about? But, um, yeah, like, there's just a lot of, like, weird melodrama in the first mm-hmm. hour and 20, hour and 30 minutes of this movie mm-hmm. that's just like, come on, let's, like, move on a little bit. Yeah. Move on.org with this already, <laughs> <Right>. you know? <laughs> Good plug. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I, I thought I would like it more, and there were aspects of it that I really liked um, that are fun and bombastic and crazy and whatever, but um, I I, th- I think whenever I was watching it, I was a little bored. I'm glad you mentioned that because I thought, like, how can I be bored, though, right? There's, like, all the yeah. stuff. Even the, the tank stuff in particular was fun, but there's some other parts, other, like, racing scenes and other things, whatever, that I'm just like, yeah, it's okay. Like, they're just there, yeah. um, mm-hmm. and they really didn't excite me too much, so I was kind of expecting a little bit more. I don't know if it was because they were in England and I'm used to them going to more, um, I don't know if exotic locales is, is the right word for it because in four, which I liked, I ended up liking a lot more, um, Ooh. for this rewatch. Um, you know, they were just in like LA and then in Mexico. So it's not like there's a lot of like lush scenery going on there. You know, it's just like buildings for a little bit and then Ooh. like desert, you know, yeah, yeah. but somehow it, it just worked when there's, more like open spaces. I, I I think maybe like London feels a little claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. And even though in like some of the previous movies they are racing throughout the the city, it's it's more exciting somehow. I I, mm-hmm. I can't quite put my my finger on it. Um, but one thing yeah. I that my uh, wife mentioned when we were watching it last night is uh, that that initial race that they have. Um, I guess not a, a race, but. Uh, when they first uh, catch up with Shaw and they're all the, the fast and furious crew, they're all driving these like black cars. Mm. It's like not anywhere near as exciting as when they're in like just dumb, expensive, like race cars or whatever, you know, it's, yeah, there's a, um, a visual component to it that was, was missing. And so like when you're watching these earlier movies and you're like, why are they buying, why are they like racing around in these, $600,000 like sports cars or whatever 
It's like, oh, because it's visually appealing. It's, yeah. And you can easily tell who is a which vehicle. Yeah. Uh, it's it's Power Rangering them a little bit. Go. It's like, oh, okay, Brian's in the blue one. Brian, blue, word association. Boom, we got it. Yeah. So. Um, I'm with you. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It, it, it just took a little while to get to the point where we get what we want to mm-hmm. out of this movie, I guess. Well, and I... I like you mentioned um, with the direction and stuff. So when I look back at three to like three to four, and that's the same director, I was like, wow, like three to me, like really wasn't quite there. And then four was like such a step up and improvement. And I feel like if I'm looking back on it, I feel like I could say that I believe Justin Lin directed four and five, like back to back. Um, That that seemed like a, a cohesive kind of like part to the story and that five just was like a lot better essentially mm-hmm. um like I, I, I like four as well but um that five like really just fucking stepped it up like that movie that five blew it out of the park right and i, I feel like yeah. that kind of hurt this one a little bit because it they ratcheted up a lot of stuff but i don't know that it worked for me i didn't really know uh five just really really worked um yeah. but then six feels like someone watched five and they were like, we want to go a little goofy with it. We want to be a little, um, spoofy or satirical or whatever about it. And it's good. There are like some epic moments. There are like a lot of, there's like some cool scenery. Like even that, that first car race is like beautiful. They're like in these windy roads on the edge of a cliff by the ocean or whatever. And it's like, yeah, this is gorgeous. But like, there just didn't feel like a lot of heart behind it. Um, and they had this like weird, like this movie, I, I'd written this down, and then uh, they call it out in the movie. I think they mentioned something about this, um, and then online people talked about it. It has like a uh, like a 007 James Bond type of feel of like spy stuff a little bit, um, and mm-hmm. also uh, like Mission Impossible. Like I feel like it was kind of com- you know competing against that franchise as well. And on some respects, it does well with those things. And on others, I was just like, it's a little like their team has become a little goofy. The, mm-hmm. the stuff they can Gorsh. do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the stuff they can do. And some of it was fun. Like when they, when they get brought back together, it was like, cool. This is kind of like an Avengers esque thing, like bringing the team back together. And then some of it was like, no, it's, it's not really what I wanted though. So I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I, I, this is my first time I would need to see it again, but, um, I wasn't as impressed as I was with like five, you know? Yeah. That's, uh, that's interesting that you had mentioned that it, it felt like somebody watched, you know, four and five and, was yeah. like, oh, I can, I can do that too. Like it was a different person or whatever. Yeah. And I just happened to catch this on IMDb, but it, it doesn't look like Justin Lin directed the whole thing. It says that a good portion of this was filmed by Justin's twin. Huh. Okay. Oh. So that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But evidently he came back in and did like the last 40 minutes of it. That makes so. sense. Yeah, absolutely. He did pretty well with huh. okay. the last 40 minutes. Hey, you know what? Mystery solved then. All right. We're all on the same page. Yeah. Um, so on the, the gathering the team thing, like they're all separated. It's like an X-Men movie. Like all the, yeah. the, the family there is there and then they all go their separate ways and then they all get called back in. And, um, uh, we've got Tyrese that's on a plane with some, some fly honeys. I mm-hmm. believe is how, is that how you say it? I, you're well, you're the street how, one. Yeah. That's how I say it. Okay. Absolutely. What's this thing? Uh, so Tyrese is, is, uh, on a plane going somewhere. He's going to uh, treat a, uh, several uh, very attractive women to a, uh, a vacation. And then, um, they, that I, seems I think weird, like, by the way, they mentioned something. Yeah. He says something about like, 
it'll be the time of your life, your lives. Mm -hmm. And one of the girls is like, no, it'll be the time of yours. And I was like, are you just all cool with it? Like, how did this scene come about uh, Mm -hmm. in real life? Are they just saying these girls like basically found this guy who had a plane and was rich and he was like, I'll fly you to vacation and you're all going to fuck me basically was the Mm -hmm. implication. And they're just like, I like vacations. Like that's all this is. (laughs) They're pretty uh-huh. much like, I mean, he's a good looking guy. Obviously that's, that's there too. But, uh, yeah. but it just seemed like, cool. He has money and vacationing. And maybe that's, that seems like that's how the world works, I guess. Yeah. And they're just like, yeah, but we're down to fuck. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like they go there. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. DTF. Yeah. yeah. They're down with it. Um, and then I think Ludacris is, is doing something. I don't know. I don't remember what he was doing. He's but- giving cash to the street people. That's right. Yep. <laughs> to the street who I, people. Who actually think we're just people. Yeah. Happen to be on the street, but you know right. what I mean. You know what I mean. Yeah. He he Donatello'd the shit out of the ATM. <laughs> yeah. And like somebody was like busting his balls about, hey, you you know, you used to be so cool, but now you let this money affect you. And he's like, he says something that's like a, a cool Fast and Furious line or whatever. Yeah. And uh, he hits a button on his, I don't know, clamshell phone or whatever. <laughs> And it uh, the money starts spraying out of the ATM, and then um, the 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 big thing though, the most important one is Han and Giselle are hanging Ooh. out somewhere. I don't remember I where they're Hong at. Kong. Okay, mm-hmm. and uh, man, they're just an adorable couple. And uh, then like a, a bunch of uh, the authorities show up, and they have all their guns trained on them or whatever. <laughs> and then they just start Mr. Mrs. Mrs. Smithing yeah, like in different poses around them. It's like, what, why do you keep changing? It's like, that's you're, yeah. you're surrounded by so many people. It's like, we're going to take all these two. No, wait, this guy has a hat. Yeah. <laughs> take him out first. <laughs> they do the back to back with the arms outstretched. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought, yeah, that, that was like the first real moment too. I was like, what, what's happening here? Because why would, why would law of, uh, uh, enforcement officials allow you to keep moving? Just mm-hmm. stop. Like, why are they letting you, like, shove your guns around like you could shoot anybody? No, just stop. Everybody just stop, you know. It seems like if law enforcement shows up and you pull a gun on one of them, yeah, they, they open fire. That they just do it. That be the case. But <laughs> they were allowed to get at least eight of them in their sights through various... Power Ranger like mm-hmm. motions and whatnot. So yeah. I don't know. Just uh, is one of those things. Yeah. But um, so yeah, uh, Dom uh, calls them all in because uh, Luke Hobbs shows up and says, uh, "You're gonna be, or you're going to want to be part of this." Uh, matter of fact, you're gonna beg me. And he gives him a folder that shows that Letty's alive. And um, it's funny too because. Uh, uh, he, Dom has a nice, like a beautiful home, like that leads Ooh. right out to a beach and everything. And Lucas Hobbs shows up, and he's like, "So this is what a hundred million dollars gets you?" Like, yeah, yes, yep, that, yeah. It's a gorgeous <laughs> home. Of course, that's what. Yeah, like he, he shouldn't be bitching. He he works th- through like the government or whatever. I'm yeah. sure he makes you know a pretty good chunk of change. But like, dude, you're not cliffside over a gorgeous yeah. ocean spread in a tropical climate, you know. Yep, just working on engines, yeah. getting up in the yeah. morning with yeah. <laughs> with a with a hot lady by your side, getting outside and oh, just working man. on engine. That's that's our dream, Brent mm-hmm. and I. You know, we just want to work on our engines by the seaside. Oh my god, we're just big gearheads. You yeah. know, some people call us grease monkeys. Yeah, and I'm like, it's 2019. That may be offensive. I don't know. So yeah. just gearheads. Just go with that, All right? And don't call us geese monkeys. 
God fucking damn it. Yep. You call me a fucking geese monkey mm-hmm. one more time? I'll fucking cut you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I'm so sick of being called a geese monkey. Don't do people, it. You know? Don't do it. <laughs> it happens way simply, too often. Yeah. Simply don't do it. Yep. Done. Yeah. I'm with you, Brent. Um, Thank you. So one of the notes I have in here that uh, I, I don't remember what scene this happens in. It's, it's when they're all kind of like called back together. But mm-hmm. this is kind of the, uh, the spoof aspect of this, but it's mm-hmm. uh, the self-aware that, that I love, is that in the movies, Han is always eating, and Tyrese is always eating, and there's a mm-hmm. scene where they're trying to get the info from Hobbs, and Han is eating chips, and Tyrese is like, can I get some of those chips? And Han's like, I'm out. And then Tyrese wants to borrow money to get it from the convenience, or not from the convenience store, from the like, machine. The new machine. The yeah. new machine, yeah. And I was just like, man... This is, like, really, really on the nose. But I like that yeah. stuff, the little things like that. Um, mm-hmm. That's when I was like, I guess they're kind of settling into that. Like, they're going to call all that stuff out. There's yeah. The sixth movie in the series, I guess they're kind of at that level, you know. So he borrows money from Ludacris. I'm so glad you brought this up. This is one of my notes as well. He borrows money from Ludacris, and they're, like, whispering loudly to each other. And Hobbs is about to lose his goddamn mind. And uh, he, he borrows some change, and Ludacris is like, uh, man, you're, you're a multimillionaire, and you still need to borrow money? And then Tyrese is like, yeah, that's how you stay a millionaire. So he walks over to the vending machine. I agree with that, by the way. He has these weird, like, foreign (laughs) coins, I guess. He's like, which one of these is a dollar? So Lucas Hobbs pulls his gun (laughs) and just shoots the vending machine open. (laughs) And it's just like, wow, okay. And, uh, yeah, Tyrese just starts grabbing stuff out of the vending machine. I know. He grabs. Might as well. I think, like, way more than he could have afforded with uh, the change he had in hand, which was nice. He gets more snacks. And I believe, if I remember right, because there was a part that I tried to make a note of it uh, in my head, that he goes back to it a little bit later and gets, like, another snack, I feel. Like, he was like, oh, this is still open. Cool. Like, it it (laughs) plays another part in the movie, which I like. comes back. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's good times. I'd like to to see the, um, the, what do you call it? Like, the... um, the checklist for like products needed on this movie and somebody's like uh yeah somebody said you needed a vending machine like we have craft services over here and justin justin's twin is like no we need it like in the it's going to be in the movie it's like you know how sometimes when you see a camera crew that's like part of the movie Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. the camera pans over and you see it's a movie within a movie one of those things that's what we need we need we need that it's like oh okay why it's like oh we're gonna have someone shoot the glass open and destroy the inside of it for oh, candy. Okay. It's simply a throwaway joke. It's we may bring yeah. it back later. It's very important to the plot. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, can we talk about Shaw's weird car in this movie? The one that another flip thing. everything? Yeah, it has like a BattleBots-esque like yeah. flip disc on the front of it. Well, I guess not like a, a flipper, but it's like it, a, a weird ramp. A ramp, yeah. A, a scoop of some sort. I, sorry, I, yeah. sorry, it took me a second for my gears and my gear head to start turning, you know. <laughs> uh, there's so much terminology up there, it's hard to parse through it all. That's um, a lot, yeah. <laughs> Transmission. <laughs> I, I actually liked that. I thought those were pretty rad. Um, I thought it was fun to see sort of like a, a Formula One style racer like low low style Mm -hmm. racer on like city streets and they can go just so fucking fast and i thought that was fun because it's like he has like a glassed over front and then he like lowers something in front of him so they can like do that and then he just starts like using his car to propel cars in the air towards the people (laughs) behind him and i was just like it's just weird it's it's like they took like a 
007 where they're gonna have cars with like machine guns and like shit on the you know like, you know spill oil so the cars slip around or whatever like they took that idea and fast and furious it and they're like no let's just flip yeah. cars in the air and mm-hmm. they can they can go underneath them and they can go around them or whatever um it also felt like some of those scenes uh, i wrote a note that it seems like mario kart a bit uh, I feel like that was yeah. an inspiration for those for those scenes. Well, so. yeah, especially the part where he had like the turtle shell circling his sure, vehicle as sure. he was driving. Yeah, that, I mean that totally makes sense. The CGI yeah. was really good. It was pretty good. It was pretty mm-hmm. good. Like uh, at one point, he gets the blue turtle shell, and it just mm-hmm. like seeks out like the uh, the the main police officer <laughs> that's uh, in pursuit, and it just like fucks up his vehicle. You know, we've talked about how the MCU is just getting crazier and crazier, and we'll we don't know where it's going to go. This series as well, by six, you know, is getting crazier and crazier. I know they've talked about they're at eight right now, or they've talked about doing like nine and ten already mm-hmm. uh, to like finish the main series out. As far as I know, uh, yeah. I hope nine and ten are being filmed back to back, and that ten is a direct Mario Kart crossover, and that that's how they do it. They get the the shells, and that plays like a big part. I I would I'd be down for that ride. So okay, I love this idea so much, <laughs> and I doubly love. That it would be filmed back to back, a la Infinity War and Endgame. Yes, <laughs> and that's like that's the end game of Fast and Furious is that they yeah. get the turtle shells. That's like the the transfer you know transformation part. You can bring in Transformers mm-hmm. obviously into the mix, mm-hmm. but uh, that's the transformation of this into like how are they going to beat whoever? How are they going to beat Shaw mm-hmm. or whatever? You know, got to get those turtle shells, and that's how it plays out. Look, an ongoing joke if you will, is that the Fast and Furious franchise will eventually have to go into outer space. And mm-hmm. what better time to go than in the final movie, <laughs> a la Endgame. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I saw someone uh, mention that online. I was looking this one up to see what people say about it. And uh, someone had mentioned on, like, the Fast and Furious Reddit sub, uh, subreddit, um, that they hope that Elon Elon Musk's uh, like SpaceX <laughs> like self-propelled rockets, you know, the ones that can like land again by themselves. Yeah. Like, they hope that plays like a role. And I was like, that could totally play a role. What? <laughs> I was expecting the uh, the car that he launched into space. Oh, that, yeah. uh, that Tesla that's riding on a rocket. <laughs> yeah. I would love for that to come into play. <laughs> like somehow, like Vin Diesel <laughs> is still in like a. Um, uh, a convertible vehicle in outer space. Uh-huh. He has no spacesuit on. <laughs> he just like flying through there. He sees that that car and he just goes out there and high fives it and then oh keeps God. going. Yeah, that'd be that'd badass. Be amazing. Yeah, I'm yeah. down for this. Yeah, you're right. That was uh, a better place to go for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so um, there is some uh, some some fun interactions with the the different characters in the the fast and furious crew where they um kind of split them up from their i guess from what we're used to it's hard to say that because it's just like one movie where they're all they all got together but uh yeah. there's just like a lot of chemistry with like tyrese and luda christopher and then giselle and han and you know um but they change it up a little bit so we have um a scene where uh, Ludacris and um Hobbs are together at like an outside auction where they get shut down because they they're just wearing normal people clothes uh, that are much nicer than stuff I normally wear. So Ooh. yikers. <laughs> uh, and um, then we've got Han and Tyrese. Um, uh, well, I guess it's like Han and Tyrese and then also Giselle and um, Gina Carano's character. Ooh. 
they go see a guy about a grappling gun and that turns into Mm -hmm. a thing where there's a big chase and then han and tyrese fight and get their asses kicked by one guy uh all throughout like a subway i think is what it is i literally don't remember that i think it blacked out (laughs) okay (laughs) this is some place where there's yeah big chunks where it was just kind of boring yeah yeah so kind of dip in and out yeah, uh, yeah. consciously but um but yeah so i mean it, it was cool to see like the different interactions but also you kind of want to see like the the again you just kind of want a bit more of the same in a way i don't know if that's mm-hmm. like bad yeah, to say but like the the avengers i feel like do it a little bit better where the, the interactions are I, I don't know it's the MCU is such like weird alchemy. Like I don't know what the formula is there. Yeah. But for whatever reason, it wasn't as fun to watch in this movie. Um, yeah. Like I like I like Han and Tyrese um, are two of my favorite characters in the series. But seeing them together wasn't like as mind blowing as I mm. would have expected or or whatever you know. And then the same thing with like Hobbs and and uh, uh, Tej. Uh, it wasn't wasn't as as exciting as. You know, some of the pairings of, like, Ludacris and Tyrese or, or whatever. Uh, the, the pairings weren't as fun that way. I would posit that as this is the same director, but it feels like it's not. Like, it feels like it's a, a spoof or, you know, bridging on that realm, at least, uh, from five, that it should have been a different director. That maybe it's a little too close to what those movies were and that they might have needed if they wanted to go this absurd with some of these things it might have needed uh, a detachment of that a little bit and to have someone else come in and be like oh this is what you've done before well this is my idea for it um maybe they maybe they kind of needed that a little bit to separate it and be like Mm -hmm. do something a little bit more different because it's weird like we do have some of the same but it doesn't quite work some of it's a lot you know and some of it's different some of it's the same it's weird but uh, it just doesn't work as well as five did or whatever. So, mm-hmm. yeah. and there's, a, it seems like it's more uh, obvious that Vin Diesel has a hand in like producing this movie than mm-hmm. maybe some of the other ones because he is a flawless <laughs> god of a man in this movie. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, like there's a scene where they're like racing through the city. The I believe, yes, the one where they're all in the the black cars toward the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. And um, at a certain point, he sees Letty through, through like the car window or whatever. But we, as the audience, don't see her. And my wife and I looked at each other and we're like, "Wait, did did we miss something? Was there like a uh-huh. slow <laughs> shot of her like through the window? No, no, it's not. It's just like he sees a car, and I guess he just assumes it's Letty. Mm. But he ends up being right. But all right, okay, sure, <laughs> why not? But then also, like later in the movie. Um, he meets up with her again and she drives off into the night and then Shaw shows up and they have a little confrontation and mm-hmm. Shaw has a, a sniper and there's a red dot you see on Vin Diesel's <laughs> chest and then Vin Diesel says something to the effect of I've got my people too and then like all of a sudden a red sniper's dot shows up on Shaw's chest and then they Shaw eventually just like calls off his people and drives off again into the night and then Hobbs comes down and like the whole time I was like wait did they did they coordinate this did he be like was Dom telling Hobbs all right I'm gonna go out there I'm gonna find Letty I'm gonna need you to just 
show up oh, yeah. at, at this first place that we, we met where all of these people showed up and whatnot. But no, it turns out Hobbs put a tracker on Vin Diesel's car, or on Dom's car, and <laughs> but Dom already knew about it because Hobbs yeah. was like, he See, I knew it. it was a good thing that I put that tracker on your car. And then Vin Diesel takes it out. I was like, oh, this tracker? <laughs> It's like, oh, sure, because he just knows about all this. But if he knew that, like, did he just know Hobbs was, like, waiting in the wings with a sniper rifle ready to oh, shoot him, yeah. I guess? Because he needs, Hobbs needs Dom. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just, like, been, with Fast Five, like, there's, there's shit in there that doesn't make sense, but I'm able to shut my brain off and not think yeah. about it. But this is, like, they're, they're just trying to focus too much on the story. A weird thing to say. Yeah. A very weird <laughs> thing to say. But, yeah, it just, it, the, the, the pieces don't quite fit together so well in this one. Um, I went on a different level of what I believe is absurdity in that scene in that, say you have two guys standing around... Uh, and they both have snipers nearby with dots on the other one's chest. Well, the villain in this one just does the little twirl in the air, like, let's wrap it up, right? Walks back to his car, and you can see as he's walking that Hobbs still has the red dot on, on him as he's walking to his car, but Vin Diesel is literally just still standing there by himself. <laughs> yeah. The villain ends up getting in his car where he can't be shot that well, and then drives away, and Vin Diesel's still there. Why didn't mm -hmm. the sniper of the villain just shoot Vin Diesel then? Yeah. He's just standing there. The villain's finally safe. Hobbs can't mm -hmm. get him now. Just shoot Vin Diesel. What if that was just all a ploy? Credits. Mm-hmm. Just shuts the whole thing down, you know? It just seemed yeah. like uh, they were like, oh, we're going to have the standoff, but I'm going to get in my car and go. And all of your leverage against me is going to be taken away. But don't worry. I already called my guy off. He's not going to set up again. That's a lot of work for a sniper. Yeah, Fair right, enough. Yeah. They just went with it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. When I was watching this movie, um, I know that Luke Evans is in it. And I couldn't remember what I know him from. Like, mm. he, he was in a big movie. And I was like, what was it? And then I was, I was watching. I was like, oh, shit. He was Gaston in the Beauty oh, and the yeah. Beast remake. <laughs> I forgot about that. Amazing. Yeah. So in my head, as I was watching this, I was like humming to myself like a little Shaw Ooh, song. Nice. And uh, it, uh, it was like, no one drives like the Shaw. No one drifts like the Shaw. No one sees a car to flip like the Shaw. <laughs> He's oh got a little scoop. God. He's got a little car scoop. Oh, wow, Brent. I know you hate musicals, but I think you're pitching a Fast and Furious musical that would really work. Also, in the 10th movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a musical. It's a space <laughs> opera is what it will be. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man, fuck. A literal space opera. Mm -hmm. Wow, yeah. they're going big places with the series. It's going to oh, be yeah. so wild. Um, yeah. So... <laughs> I will say that with the villain, I, I know Luke Evans from a few things. I feel like I know his face. I, I forgot about that one, but I'm sure there's some other movies I've seen him in. But um, two things kind of threw me off um, about him as a villain, I guess. The, the first one being the fact that there is a movie coming out called Hobbs and Shaw. And having not seen the rest of the series, including this movie, I was like, he's not Shaw. 
Uh-huh. It's it's not him. It's the transporter, which I can't remember his name right now. Um, that guy, that actor, but Jason Statham. Statham. Okay, so I figured. I think they they mentioned a few lines about like my brother said you have to have, like a code or whatever and blah blah blah. So I was like, okay, they're gearing up for that, and I uh, but I didn't know any of that story, and so I was just really mm-hmm. confused that yeah. I was like, he's not the the Shaw that I've seen in like commercials though. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also I, he just overall felt kind of like a weak villain and it, it might've been related to yeah. that, that I was like, well, it seems like if anything, Jason Statham is going to be the worst of the Shaw brothers or mm-hmm. what, you know, however that plays out. But, um, I don't know. It, that kind of took away a little bit watching it after those movies have come out now where I was like, he just feels like a, a stand in villain until, the real shock comes in or whatever a little bit. So yeah. I was kind of let down by him as a, as a villain a little bit. Yeah, I totally agree with that. He's, he's a little bit of the, uh, the Malekith of the, yeah, <laughs> the best yes. of furious villains. Like he's not really that interesting. Um, I did like, uh, Braga, Braga showing yeah. back up in this, that was cool. in this movie though. Um, didn't expect it. I, I'm still a little bit un- unclear why Brian specifically had to go back. I know in the movie he was like, let yeah. me clean up the mess. So it's just like, uh, we got to get him, in this movie more yeah. he needs something to do so we gotta get him <laughs> over to the u.s um so so brian has to uh pretend like he's in police custody and he goes back and he's taken in um to the the prison that braga is being held at uh by his um his partner that was in the fourth movie um uh, which was, was kind of fun to see that that connective tissue or whatever mm-hmm. um so he, he goes back in there and he essentially gets in a a fist slash shank fight with yeah. Braga and two of his, his guys. He kicks both of their asses and then he gets some information and then he just like flies back. Yeah. And he has like 24 <laughs> hours to do it. And he, he does it. Don't worry. He does it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was short. Yeah. Short lived. Yeah. yeah. So the, the hand fighting sequences, I made a note that they are more extended in this movie and they're more superhero esque as well. I felt they, oh, uh, yeah. just as much as this movie, like straight away from straight, like car racing stuff, into this more like international espionage or whatever, they really mm-hmm. like kind of embrace that um, that that whole thing, whatever. Where they're like, it's a lot more than just like them. They, oh, there was like more like street fights before, you know, that they had or whatever, like brawls. And yeah. now they were like big action fist fighting set pieces. So, mm-hmm. well, that was the the other thing where um, Tyrese and uh, Han. What is Tyrese's name in this movie? I can't think of it. I just call him Tyrese. Whatever the case. Tyrese. Yeah. 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 yeah Tyrese. Uh, Tyrese. Roman. That's what it is. Roman and Han. Yeah. They, they fight that one guy in some questionable space where there's a group of people watching. Uh, my <laughs> fear was that um, that guy, he was doing a lot of, uh, the, the guy they were fighting, the, the bad guy, um, he was Asian and he was doing a lot of like um, martial arts action. Ooh. And my fear was that they were going to have Han do that too, simply because mm. he's an Asian guy. But uh, luckily, they didn't. Um, I don't know if it's because Justin Lin was uh, is also Asian, and he's like, yeah, not all of us know, yeah. you know Kung Fu <laughs> or whatever. But I was glad because there's, there's nothing to indicate that Han knows any type of like, um, like martial art or whatever. Mm. So I'm, I'm glad that he was just kind of swinging wildly and everything. He's I like, I drive cool. and I eat. That's yeah, and also I fuck. Yeah, to fuck yourself. <laughs> um, he seems to be good to, at all three things. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, he excels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
going back to um, the, the superhero thing that you mentioned, uh, I noted that Hobbs is referred to in this movie <laughs> as Hulk, Captain America, and on, I think it's Tesha's phone, Samoan Thor. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I didn't notice all of those references. I noticed the Samoan mm-hmm. Thor really cracked me up when they showed that screen. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, so yeah, they really even called out. They, they do that again. I had another note where they, uh, I had made a, a note about how Letty is on basically just a villain team of their team. Yeah. And then literally the next scene is Tyrese going through picture by picture on boards <laughs> of how they are exactly the same people. And I was like, wow. White Hobbs. <laughs> they really went there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we have to get into it. You can't yeah. not get into the part where um, they're on the bridges driving after this car. And this is after they leave England. I think they go to Spain, maybe. I don't know yeah. if it's like a famous series of bridges or what but uh shaw is attempting to uh steal a craft that's on this big like tanker truck and uh long story short of it guys as ludicrous says they got a tank yeah and then everybody else is ready to win like what i'm sorry what what they have uh they have a what now uh yeah so they steal a tank and it's it's a fast tank too oh yeah furious as well yeah both yeah in this case yeah in in the hierarchy, furious then fast, but I take your point. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, a, uh, that's true. A, a, a quickly moving armored assault vehicle just seemed yeah faster than I expected a tank would go. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they could do. I know it can do a lot of damage because it is so furious, but I feel mm-hmm. like it was pretty much also leading the chase. They were still always trying to chase down the tank. When I'm like, you guys could could just drift circles around them constantly. I would imagine. I don't know tanks. I'm a gearhead, mm-hmm. but not a tank head. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So it's almost like tanks for nothing. Yeah, <laughs> let that one marinate. It's gonna. I do feel bad about that one, but um, uh, it happened. I could I have edited it out? Yeah, of yeah. course. Uh, I didn't. I didn't do it, and I won't. So uh, beyond that, so we know they have a tank. They're able to stop it by dangling a. A Roman smash car off of it to weigh it down or whatever, and that's pretty yeah. much the end of that scene. And you're like, how can this get bigger? Well, I'm glad you ask, mm-hmm. because they then travel to the world's longest airplane runway. <laughs> it may just be in like a spiral type loop, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, we got yeah, a real, there you go. <laughs> we got a real Uzumaki situation yeah. going on here. <laughs> But it's like massive. It's a massive yeah. runway, um, and uh, they they have to fight this plane with cars essentially. And uh, there's some some big stuff that happens here. Um, most most notably, I would say, is the death of one of our beloved Fast and Furious characters, mm-hmm. which doesn't seem fair because it seems like there's another character that dies, but does not. Which one? Okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, okay, yeah, get into it. <laughs> All mm-hmm. right, so um, as they're trying to uh, take this plane down, they've, earlier in the movie, we see several times that there's a, a grappling hook, um, like, gun that they've got, and Ludacris adds NOS to it because, mm, sure, uh, yeah. yeah, makes sense for this movie, right? He's Donatello now, he's yeah. just going to add a NOS tank to it, and it's going to work perfectly. It's going to do exactly what you need it to. Um, doesn't seem like they're that far away <laughs> to really make that much of a difference but all right uh maybe it's a power thing i don't know 
So anyway, um, there's some cars like dangling from this plane. They're like weighing it down with these grappling hooks and tying it to their vehicles to uh, help keep the plane from taking off because Shaw's trying to escape and blah, 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 blah. Mia's on the plane. She's kidnapped at this point. So they're uh, they're trying to, uh, to weigh it down. Through this process, there's some on top of vehicle fighting mm-hmm. and uh, Han reaches out to save Giselle, grabs her, and then as he's on top of the vehicle trying to help her hold on, she sacrifices herself by uh, letting go and then pulling out a gun and shooting the person that was going to attack Han from behind. I don't know if it's going to be one of these situations where, like, Wolverine shows up and just stabs it through the chest, mm. um, kind of like where are the realms. I can only imagine. Yeah. And then he was just like, oh, I'm not, I'm not needed here. Bye, bub. And he just <laughs> tuck and rolls it right off there. But, uh, yeah, Giselle dies, but uh, she just, like, fades into the darkness yeah. of the night. So she just hit the ground, and I, I realized it was, like, on a high, like, the vehicle is, like, kind of tilted up or whatever, but they're <clears> not <throat> way off the ground. Like, it seems like it was a potentially survivable yeah. event, but she's just gone, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. But at the <laughs> the end of this sequence, after all this fighting, there's a, um, the plane starts to crash, and as it's, like, skidding on fire on the, uh, <laughs> the continuous runway here, there's a vehicle that drives straight through the nose of, uh, uh, of the plane, uh, and it tumbles out, and Dom is in it, and it tumbles, and uh, everyone else stops their vehicles, and uh, they're like, oh, no, Dom's dead. But none of them says anything. They just have their mouths open. They just yeah. look in horror. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then, sure enough, Dom walks out through the flames, holding mm-hmm. the uh, the um, protective case of whatever thing they were going, whatever the MacGuffin was. Yeah. And, uh Everybody starts like, yeah, they all have big smiles and everything. And poor fucking Han, dude. Poor Han. Yeah. <laughs> it's over there just like fighting back the tears. Yeah. And at, during this whole scene, I'm like, God damn, they could have like done something differently to where they're like acknowledge because it just feels so. <laughs> it, it, I, it feels so wrong that everybody is like smiling or whatever. And I get uh, that like, you know, they don't know that Giselle is dead at this point. You know, some of them like me is the first one. She walks over and gives him a big hug and then Brian does. But I don't know, man. It's just a, a, a weird emotional beat yeah. that, that they don't get to give Han because Vin Diesel is terminatoring through the, yeah. the flames there. <laughs> I imagine it, it's a hard scene to pull off because, like you said, they don't they don't know, all know about it, and then it's like they're celebrating, but then it's like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, oh but sorry. But it felt like mm-hmm. kind of an afterthought, especially because we like those characters so much, I think. Um, yeah. And it really made me think, you know, because we already know that Han dies in Tokyo, and that seemed pretty final because you see him crash a car and then get blown up in said car. And it's pretty, like, you know, that's happening in, in Tokyo Drift in Part 3. Yeah. Um, and so I, I wondered how they were going to get there with Giselle. I didn't know if she would just be left alone without him. Like, why did he go there without her and all that stuff? So mm-hmm. they had to kind of make it all fit. Uh, but really, at the end of that, I was sad. And then also being like, they're making a Hobbs and Shaw spinoff. What we really need is a Han and Giselle spinoff. Right. Yep. So they could do it at any part of the timeline. You know, they were all in their their own journeys for a while so uh maybe they can still bring her back without having to actually like resurrect her if she is dead in fact now but 
Uh, I also don't even know, I don't know if you're being coy with uh, seven and eight already being out, if you know that one or both of them comes, comes back or if this is it so far, because uh, mm-hmm. I just don't know how the series goes or whatever. And obviously Letty came back, so anything could happen. But uh, No, I, I will tell you, like, because I don't want to get your hopes sure. up and then it not happen. No, this is the end for both of them. Like, neither right. of them show up in later movies. To this point, we still have nine and ten. Again, who fucking knows yeah, what's going right. to happen there? <laughs> but yeah, so this is the, the final appearance of Han and, and Giselle. What if in uh, nine they get the time stone somehow oh, yeah. from it the MCU sense, yeah. and then mm-hmm. they reset some things and whatever they can they can do a fifteen at that point. So yeah, fuck it, keep it Let's going, do it. Just go for it, <laughs> absolutely. So yeah, the uh, the plane scene I'd heard about, I knew a little bit about it. I knew the jokes about the long run, like the long ass runaway thought the same yeah. thing that that scene goes on for like 20 minutes oh it's so, a very long yeah, scene like, yeah like <laughs> by the time we get to fast. it we had we had like 43 minutes left in the movie yeah. i think yeah and it was uh, I, most of that was the plane scene yeah right um mm-hmm. but i also uh wanted to mention during the tank scene there's a part where letty flies out of the tank and mm-hmm. dom times it right to crash his car to fly out to catch her midair uh-huh. And on the plane scene, they also like the plane. It's like a huge plane, um, so it's very tall. Yeah, and they're like driving a, yeah, all massive, around it. It's yeah. like a uh, massive cargo plane of some sort. Yeah, like massive. Yeah. Like it has so many wheels together. That's like how you know, right? Like yeah. there's like so many together, mm-hmm. um, and just clearly like a big plane. So it's not like even like a little plane, which is already pretty high off the ground to like jump off of. But, like, their rescue, like, part of the rescue thing is them just driving next to it. And, like, The Rock just jumps into a car. And then he's like, Letty, come down. And she just jumps through the car, too. Like, mm-hmm. they really just do a lot of car. Uh, Roman also, at one point, flies out of his car and lands on Brian's yeah. car. They do a lot of flying in this yeah. movie. And mm-hmm. I remember now hearing back about this one. And that's why I tried to look it up online about the superhero-esque uh, aspect of these, the Avengers-esque aspect of these movies that this was uh, someone years ago when I wasn't into the series had mentioned, they were like, well, in seven, they're flying. So, you know, like <laughs> they really go there for it. Uh, they yeah. just don't quite call it out. They can't really fly. They don't have capes or masks, but they're, they're pretty yeah. much there. Um, yeah. Well, it's, it's kind of like, still though. Yeah, it's okay. It's kind of like the, uh, the nineties um, Disney cartoon show gargoyles. The gargoyles couldn't fly, but they could glide. They could glide. There you go. So they can use their wings. They just can't, you know, flap them for um, <laughs> sustained flight. You know, that's like that. You know, Dom's shirt and his cross, his like silver cross necklace yeah. help him glide across ah, okay. four lane bridges. Yeah. That's fine. You know? Just go with it. Makes that's sense. the tagline of this movie. Just go with it. Right. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, did you have anything else to add before we get to the the after credit scene or the mid credit scene of this movie. Yeah. I have one more note. Um, cheesy okay. line. I, I felt, um, whenever, uh, they've been trying to get pardons this whole time. And at the end of it, uh, they've been talking about home the whole movie. And finally, uh, the rock asks Dom, you know, what do you, what, what's your price? And he just says, can you, can you do the rock's voice? You want to do it? 1327. <laughs> I was like, Really? <laughs> and then they show up back at their, uh, it's fine, but like, you know, normal L.A. home. Um, mm-hmm. after their The one from the first movie. 
Yeah, from the first movie. They're going to have mm-hmm. a barbecue, of course. Yeah. Uh, which they also reference in this movie, a beer and barbecue, and a mm-hmm. line earlier on. Um, yeah, so it's, you know, kind of a fitting thing. I didn't expect that uh, going into this movie. Definitely in this movie, they play up the home thing, and it seemed like they were going to try to go back. Obviously, they are trying to get pardoned. But um, I didn't really expect to be back in that house, I guess. Um, and I don't know how that leads into that. It's like, is that their home base now? Is that like their lair, you know, going forward? Uh, I think so. I, I, I think Dom lives there um, in the seventh movie. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't remember what the situation is with... Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, he's, okay. he's there oh, in the, yeah. the seventh movie. Um, Fair yeah, it's funny that you that you brought that up because like earlier in the movie, uh, Brian shows up in Dom's like palatial manner there off that beautiful yeah. coastline, <laughs> and then uh, Brian has a line where he's like, "Yeah, it's nice, but it's just not the same." It's like, "Yeah, no, it's fucking fantastic. <laughs> you're goddamn right, it's not the same." Look, you're there already. You're all multimillionaires. What the fuck does it matter? You're yeah. all like jet set. Tyrese is literally jet setting. With several <laughs> models at this point, like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like the 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 Earth is your your home at this yep. point. You know, you can literally do whatever the fuck you want. Yep. You know, Giselle has it right. She she didn't call herself a citizen of the world when they were yeah. in Hong Kong and she spoke she she spoke Cantonese, and mm-hmm. uh, she gets it. Han gets it. He's he's been yeah. all over the place. The rest of these yeah. fools. Yeah. When they were at when they were stealing TV VCR combos back in LA in that house, do you think it's because they wanted to stay there? They wanted out. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. They're trying to make money just so they can get out of there. Or maybe in like some like um uh some footage that like hit the cutting room floor, they were like, yeah. Good, now we have enough money for some easy renovations. Yep. <laughs> I've really wanted to add a room. Yeah. <laughs> It'll cut into the barbecue space, but... Do you think a screened in porch is expensive? <laughs> like, how, like, dollar amount, but also, like, CD, DVD, combo player amount. Oh, my God. Like, how many? How many of those? Like, Samsung. You know, not anything, like, too crazy, but, you know, Samsung. <laughs> They're like, part nine comes out, and it's like, Fast and Furious, home edition. And it's just them building that screen porch for the entire movie. Uh, I'm Dominic Toretto. <laughs> this is a sponsored post. <laughs> Hashtag ad. The Home Depot can really help you at all your home needs. <laughs> uh, but yeah, outside of that, uh, not a lot to add. It was okay. I, I, I thought mm-hmm. I was going to like it more. I, I was hesitant in the beginning to say it was boring because I felt like maybe it was just I was in the mood last night. I had one more night to watch it, so I just had to get through it. And yeah. it felt really long. There was like some parts. Did, literally, yeah. there was a part where I was like, man, I feel like I've been watching this for a while. Like, how much do I have left? And no mm-hmm. joke, Brent. I was at six minutes and 37 seconds. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It was early on. It just felt like there was a lot happening. That yeah. They like pushed in there and it just it made the movie feel longer because there were so many different scenes and places mm-hmm. and stuff that it didn't quite gel. Like you said, like the MCU can really do that sometimes. So um, but yeah, I, I, I liked it. Um, but Fast Five still whew, that, that thing fucking was great. So that's the one. That's the one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I would definitely agree with you on that. Like it seems like and it's weird, too, because they, they have a lot of padding in this movie, but it's not story because it's Fast and Furious. Yeah. Right. It's just like. People saying words at each other. I don't know. Yeah. It's just I don't. 
I don't know. I'd, I'd be hard pressed to f- figure out like, what is the point of this scene? I don't know. Yeah. It's a vending machine. Oh, okay. All right. Leave it in. It's fine. <laughs> We're going to bring it back though, right? Eh, I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. Even we'll like see the, what the, the edit the is. seemingly fun things like Letty and Dom seeing each other for the, like again. And then he like pulls up next to her and they're going to race. Mm-hmm. It just felt like like that whole race was kind of boring to me. I went in the kitchen and got some food during it. I kept it on, mm-hmm. and I was, like, peeking back and, and forth. Mm-hmm. But I was like, it, it just felt like a filler scene, like, oh, they're going to race, and then they have to, like, talk or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that should have been like, oh, they're, they're getting back together. Like, they're going to race again. And, mm-hmm. like, I just didn't really feel anything with it. I was like, well, of course they're going to, but, like, I don't really need to see another race right now. Yeah. It just fills up the, the you know, whole – pads the whole thing that he said. Where Rita Ora shows up. And she's yeah. Uh, yeah. gonna <laughs> drop the flags to to let him race, but it's weird. Like they made a point to say or to uh, show that like in England they say it differently because she's like ready, steady, <laughs> go. <laughs> it's like all right, we get it. It's fine. Let's move on with this fucking thing. Oh um, man. So let's talk about that that uh, mid credit scene. Yeah. Uh, where, um, well, going back to the the episode that uh, you and I did with uh, Daniel Sanchez. Uh, I uh, told you I can't wait to figure out who killed Han. And you're like, but wait, it was just like a traffic accident. Mm. Uh-uh, puppy. Oh, yeah. No. It was straight up murder. Oh, so God. So this movie, Fast and Furious 6, a.k.a. Furious 6, a.k.a. Fast 6, fifth in the canon, now catches up to the timeline of the clamshell phone featured... <laughs> Tokyo Drift, where Han finally dies, and uh, he he gets hit by a car, T-boned, and if you watch Tokyo Drift, it seems like it's just a simple traffic accident, but no. Somebody steps out of that vehicle. Somebody named Jason Statham. Boom. And he's like, am I in this movie now? Uh, it's pretty good. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, he calls Dominic Toretto, and... Uh, says i don't know bad guy words at him something yeah. to the effect yeah. of i'm a bad guy now i'm coming for you also in the background you'll hear a small explosion <laughs> it's this guy you know uh i think his name was what was his name what was your name kevin Ke- <laughs> no you're just a bystander what's that guy's name you don't know it was just a it was just, it was a traffic accident they weren't they don't know everyone here <laughs> But somebody you know, I killed somebody you know. Yeah, you you'll you'll find out. <laughs> I'll send a you a text. message. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very long. Yeah, um, and it was weird too because it was during the day and for like it was at night in Tokyo, but like yeah. during the day in America, uh-huh. he just didn't answer his phone. You know, it's, yeah, my man. Well, Having maybe he was like training. You. That's cool. I'm down yeah, with that. Um, yeah, so I, that kind of made me think that. Uh, it, I knew it was going to bring back to, to part three. It was going to involve mm-hmm. Han's death. Um, but that kind of makes all of three still just like a side story that doesn't really matter, except for that one part where Han happened to die, and now we found out he was on purpose. Um, but the rest of the story still stands in part three. Like, all that stuff he dealt with is like whatever, Yeah, from what I understand. And uh, uh, even... It doesn't really change much, like, because I thought, like, at the, the end credits scene from 3, or, like, at least uh, the, the very last scene before the credits or whatever, was when Dom shows up. But it just seems like he's oh, just yeah. traipsing around the world, and he's just going to race this guy. So uh-huh. does 
can you spoil it for me again? Does does Lucas Black come into the series now? Oh, Stephen. Oh, God. <laughs> the several decades aged appearance of Lucas Black does indeed show <laughs> That's right. up. Okay. There is footage reused from Tokyo Drift, and then it immediately cuts to the what I assume is like an 80-year-old Lucas Black now. Um, you will see it in the, the movie Excellent. whenever we watch it next. It is so jarring, at least to me. Maybe I'm uh, exaggerating, but it is just like night and death is, is yeah. what this looks like to me. It's a, Excellent. It's a, a world of difference okay. to me. Your cool. mileage may vary. <laughs> Car. Car joke, gearhead. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, that was uh, Fast and Furious Six. It's fine, you know. I don't know if it's yeah. going to be on the the rotation like maybe yeah. four or five and some of the other ones, but um, yeah, it's a it's a fine movie. I will say on uh, on seven, and and you should know this going in that that is the final movie with um, oh boy, what is his name? Good <laughs> lord, I can't believe I forgot his name. Plays Brian in this movie. He's like the co lead oh, of these movies. Oh, okay, thank you. I didn't yeah. know where that stuff happened. Yeah. Um, and I like, cause they had to like finish his role after he died with uh, like CGI and his brothers and everything. Paul Walker. Yes. And I didn't know if that was seven or eight that that actually happened in. So yeah. that's good so, to know. So yeah, this is the movie. So they were in the middle of filming. I think they had like 70% of it filmed um, yeah. for, for seven. And uh, yeah, uh, he tragically passed, but um, they were able to, do something with it and i'm so curious to see your thoughts of it like yeah okay. I, I didn't get to see seven in theaters but i heard that the ending was just like so fitting and touching mm-hmm. and uh yeah that's that's all i'll say but this that is yeah, the final okay. movie and i think it's important to yeah. know that context whenever you you watch it since like the, yeah. the rest of the, the the populace did as well i'm glad you mentioned it i, I forgot to ask i was going to uh leading up to this because i knew it happened at some point but i didn't know where so yeah, yeah that'll help yeah awesome cool all right, so that's it for uh, Fast and Furious Six. So uh, let's uh, let's just say uh, for the next week's episode, instead of doing Fast and Furious Seven or Furious Seven, oh, whatever yeah. the fuck it is, yeah. there's something else that's impeding our Fast and Furious watching. Stephen, do you know what that movie might be? <sighs> yes, and I'm so excited I can't say the words. That's right. We're doing Glitter, the Mariah Carey <laughs> movie whose soundtrack came out on 9-11. Finally. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Hashtag never forget. Um, yep. No, we are going to do Avengers Endgame like every yes. other podcast on the planet, even yep. ones that hate these movies. You got to do it. It's just such a big yep. movie. You got to do it. Uh, the 22nd movie in the MCU, I assume. I've heard people say that, so I'm just going to repeat it. I'm not going to okay. look yeah. into it. Fuck it, you know. Cool. Yep. Um, So yeah, next episode is Avengers Endgame. So there's gonna be spoilers all throughout that. If you listen to our Infinity War episode, we almost just broke right into spoilers. So yeah, please watch the movie, come back for the episode, and uh, listen to us ramble on and on about that. Uh, Fingers crossed, it's good. Even if it's like just okay, I mean, it's quite a feat that they made it this far into the to the franchise. You know. Yeah. I have some, you know, I have so much faith in these Kevin Feige to the Russo brothers to everybody acting in it and everything like everybody behind the scenes to Rocket Raccoon to Rocket Raccoon. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, it hasn't, hasn't let you down since. Yeah. <laughs> I really can't imagine that it would let me down, but like, it's just a lot of pressure 
for this culmination of all these stories or whatever. So very excited, very, uh, very nervous. When I went to see um, Star Wars The Force Awakens, mm-hmm. you know, that was a, a big deal for me. Uh, JJ directing a Star Wars movie. It was. It seemed like it was going to be awesome. My nerves were so bad that night. I had to go to a bar beforehand and get some whiskey to like calm down. No, like no joke. I was like shaking, getting so <laughs> pumped for it. And I feel like that's how I'm going to be for Endgame. Awesome. I'm just going to be like so excited mm-hmm. in the theater. So yeah. I have my tickets. Do you have your tickets? Oh, uh, you think I should buy some? Oh no. Uh. You probably. <laughs> We have to record in two weeks' time because Brent won't be able to see it. <laughs> no, of course. Yeah, I bought uh, I bought tickets for Thursday night actually, and then holy shit! Yeah, I I cannot risk this movie being spoiled for <sighs> me. I know, and I know Twitter. Fuck Twitter! I know you're gonna fuck me on this, so I had to buy tickets <laughs> for a Thursday night. I actually am going by myself Thursday night, and then going again uh, with my wife on uh, on. Uh, Saturday night. Okay. I thought about getting tickets. The last tickets that I saw that were like any kind of good were like 10 o'clock or 1030 on a Saturday or on a Thursday night. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's a three hour movie. That's really late. I just don't know if I can do that anymore. Yeah. I'm not 21. Yeah. Uh, but I thought about that too. We have our tickets for Friday night, but I'm like, could I go see it Thursday night and go again? Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Mm. Got a double dip. They're probably already sold out. Yeah. But- mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. So in the meantime, uh, if you would please rate and review us on your favorite podcast app, not your least favorite podcast app. That's just pointless oh, yeah. at this point. Um, in the meantime, uh, if uh, if you want to contact us, you can email us at let's talk about stuff podcast at gmail uh, You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ltaspod. You can follow Stephen on Letterboxd and Twitter at stephenfisher22. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at brent hibbard. And since we are counting not down counting up to episode 100 um instead of sending in your uh, listener emails to be read on the show uh you can do that as well but uh we thought an, a fun thing to do would be for you to roast us so you can either uh, email us or hit us up on twitter or instagram somehow i guess you can message on there <laughs> social sure. media um and uh <laughs> sorry i'm a gearhead i don't really know about this uh <laughs> Yeah. Instagram shit. Uh, just Facebook us. Yeah. We don't have a page, but. Yeah. It's up on MySpace. Uh, send us a private <laughs> message. Um, uh, so, yeah, you can uh, send us a roast on uh, on any of those uh, links that we just mentioned, and yeah. we will uh, we'll read that on the air instead. So, you know, it, we're giving you permission to be mean to us. We'll listen back to it. We'll laugh on air, but then we'll cry uh, after we're done recording. So. I might cry both times, but. I'm pretty sensitive, um, yeah. but I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. So. Well, be sure to wear your face diaper. Catch all those tears. <laughs> That's a weird visual. <laughs> yeah, right? That's fine. <laughs> I imagine like a diaper with like eye holes cut out, Yeah. but so it can catch the tears going below it. Yeah. So I can still see, but... Mm-hmm the tears absolutely so yeah that's what we're going to do for uh, episode 100 we're going to read your roasts on that episode i'm uh, sure we'll have some other stuff to do as well um yeah. but uh yeah pinata so that's uh that's it finish strong yeah that's pretty much it well uh brit has got to get off to some uh keister celebrations <sighs> By celebrations, I mean uh, you guys are going to go try to find a, a goose and uh, cook it. Mm-hmm. Going to cook that goose. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we're going to try to cut it off here. And uh, thank you for joining us today for Fast and Furious 6. Until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. Let's talk later. I'm looking for a cat. <laughs> <laughs>
And then for a sync word, sync word, sync word, sync, sync word, sync. Again, this is where the video comes in handy. Sync word. You guys are missing out. I don't suppose you have anything to use here. I'm trying to, for I'm trying to think of something from the movie, but I can't think of like any good taglines. Well, I, I was thinking that um, since the movie takes place primarily in London, baby, Ooh. yeah. Sorry, that was uh, that was not me doing an impression. That was just me listening up my jaw again. Vocal oh, warm up. Gotcha. Again. London, baby, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so. I was thinking maybe we do some like uh, some type of English phrase, okay. um, not necessarily from from the movie, but maybe we do uh, <laughs> maybe we do poppycock. Pop, okay, sure. Yeah, <clears throat> in, in in your uh, best English accent. It's gonna be great. What, whatever region you want to do, go for it. <sighs> okay. You know, if there's more than one English accent, like yeah. a lot of people don't realize that you are a master. English impressionist. Yeah. So you've got so many dialects to choose from, but I I do. You know, just just pick your favorite this time. Um, I'm gonna go with the Queen. Go for it. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Ready? Okay. Mm-hmm. So poppycock on three, one, two, three. Poppycock. <laughs> I think I, I started listening to yours and then you're sure I might turn it out, but uh. I, <laughs> It started out very Queen's English, but then got yeah, I think I just got really into, <laughs> into Cockney. Let me interesting. Hey, can we hire somebody to please sweep the chimneys? Ah, oh, fuck it, I'll do it myself. Oh, man. If anybody listens to the show, and they don't. And if anybody wanted to write in, and they won't, um, we're going to get a lot of letters about this. So, what is the plot of this movie? Um, oh, actually, you know what? Well, uh, let's... Just want to reset? Yeah. <laughs> so, I just want to make sure I'm getting the, the vernacular right. Oh, my God. <laughs> a wild Amanda appears. Is it a wild Amanda appears? Okay. <laughs> you go to the store? Yeah. Thing? Okay. Uh, she still has worm in her hair. That's gross. Uh, we were out gardening yesterday, and we looked down, and Savannah had, like, worms, like, just matted in her hair from, like, gross. the dirt. Because she'd been, like, in the grass and everything. And apparently she has another one. <laughs> My God. <laughs> She's a dog. What are you going to do? you got two pets now. Quack, 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 qu